Good morning. Good morning. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Let's open with a word of prayer, please. Father God, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for all of these who are here. We thank you for the ones who couldn't be here, and we ask that you be with them. And Lord, we just ask that you clear our minds of everything and just listen to what you have to say through all of us and that we take it and we use it when we walk out the doors. Lord, thank you for all of this and all the many, many blessings in our lives and thank you for mothers of all kinds. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I have just a short little poem about Mother's Day. Yes, no. <laughs> no pun intended. I love it. God's masterpiece is Mother. Spot. Herbert Farnham. God took the fragrance of a flower, the majesty of a tree, the gentleness of morning dew, the calm of a quiet sea, the beauty of the twilight hour, the soul of a starry night, the laughter of a rippling brook the grace of a bird in flight. Then God fashioned from these things a creation like no other, and when his masterpiece was through, he called it simply Mother. We would like to welcome all the guests that we have today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I see a lot of you came to be with your mothers. That's so sweet, I love it. Mine didn't. <laughs> and they're going to hear about it, but that's a whole nother thing. Um, if, if you are a visitor, there are connect cards in the pew in front of you, and we'd like for you to just fill that out, and you can leave it at your spot where you are, and that'll just help us connect with you. Um, giving for, not for the visitors, for the people that attend. You know where the, you know the drill. There's a box back there or mail it or however you wanna do that. Um, today, there will be no circles. So there's no excuse not to take your mother out to eat. You can get to the restaurants early, okay? So take her out, do not make her cook today. We've got Wednesday, May the 17th, we're gonna have our midweek service with Pastor Dan. At 6.30, the children and youth will meet upstairs. May 29th, um, we're gonna be serving, that is 11 to one, we'll be doing our term of serving at Grace Place. So if you can help with that, please show up and do that. And on May 31st at six o'clock, we're going to have an ice cream service social. That's on a Wednesday night. Uh, we're going to have games, a short devotion, um, good ice cream, good toppings. Some of y'all are going to need to help bring the toppings. I'll get to that later with you. But please try to be there for that. Just a fun night of worship and family. And at that, I'm going to let the worship team lead you in some worship music. If you're able, why don't you stand and join us as we sing this old, old song that's precious. I'm glad I'm a part of the family of God. I'm 
Well, good morning. Um, Dan is allowing me to share a little bit on Mother's Day. Sometimes he's even let me preach, but not this, not this one. But he uh, had me choose a, a Mother's Day reading, and this is called a Mother's Day prayer. And if I can get through this without getting all choked up, it's going to be a miracle. So here we go. Make me a wise mother, O Lord. Keep me calm and give me patience to bear the small, irritating things in the daily routine of life. Give me tolerance and understanding to bridge the gulf between my generation and that of my children. Let me not be too ready to guide my children's stumbling feet, but allow me to be ever near to bind their bruises. Give me a sense of humor that I may life with them, but never at them. Let me refrain from preaching with words. Keep me from forcing their confidence, but give me a sympathetic ear when my children come to me. Help me to teach them that life must not be filled with compromise, but must be replete with victories. Make me humble. Keep my children close to me, O Lord, though miles may separate us, and let thy light so shine upon me that they too will perceive thy glory. Amen. While I sing this little song, our ushers are going to be passing a little gift of memento and appreciation to you as mothers. And please accept it with our love and appreciation uh, this morning as we celebrate our Mother's Day. to the sound of the music of living happy songs from the laughter of children at play hold my hand as we run through the sweet fragrant meadows making memories of what was today we have this moment to hold in our hands and to touch as it slips through our fingers like sand. Yesterday's gone and tomorrow may never come, but we have this moment today. Tender voice that I hear is my little girl calling for someone to hear just what she has to say. And my little son running there by the hillside may never be quite like today. We have this moment to hold in our hands and to touch as it slips through our fingers like sand. Yesterday's gone 
and tomorrow may never come but we have this moment today tender words gentle touch and a good cup of coffee and someone who loves me and wants me to stay hold them near while they're here and don't wait for tomorrow to look back and wish for today we have this moment to hold in our hands and to touch as it slips through our fingers like sand yesterday's gone and tomorrow may never come but we have this moment today <clears throat> but we have this moment today thank you brother Dan that's an old song still beautiful today <laughs> won't you stand with me if the, the gentlemen are almost through giving uh, the flowers but we'll just work around that let's sing together I will sing of his mercies For when 
children, you may go to children's church. Falls better at singing, I'd do the little jingle for you. Just be glad I'm not. We have some prayer concerns that I, if you have your bulletin, you can look and see. But we have first we have a praise the Lord for Donna Vickery. And Donna, it's good to see you. We uh, have prayer concerns for the Wamol, uh, Wamol Owens family. Um, of course, Sandy Adams, who's going to be having her back surgery tomorrow. Let's keep her in our prayers and her family. Blanche Harris, cataract surgery Thursday. Uh, it's a praise and prayer for all of our graduates. BJ Lawson, let's continue to remember BJ. We love you, BJ. The lost, the shut-ins, and all of the things on your heart that are not listed on here, but God knows. And we also have another prayer concern. It's not really a concern, but I'd like to ask Bryce to come on up. Bryce, this is his last Sunday with us, and then Wednesday will be his last night. He will be going off to um, camp with other people. I guess we'll let him go since he had already signed up for that before we got him, but I'm a little bitter, just a tiny bit about it, but hopefully he'll, we'll have him back in August. But um, I'd like for y'all to remember him. He's done a fantastic job. Uh, yeah, thank you. The kids love him. Most of the adults, I won't say which ones don't, but... Um, <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, just remember him and remember the lives of the, the kids that he's going to be with this, this summer. And uh, remember, to, remember to pray him right back here in August. And I'm going to let him say our prayer right now for all of our prayer concerns. We're glad Jean's back. Yay. Thank you. That is not true. The part, it's my brain, okay? And we don't even need to talk about the memory part there. But we are glad you're back, and thank you. And now I'll let you pray us out of here. I just want to say something real quick. Uh, if you haven't met me, I'm Bryce. Uh, it's been awesome this semester. I finished my first year of grad school. Thank the Lord. It was all God, not me. Um, but... Uh, I am going off to camp, working in South Carolina this summer. Um, to my youth, I'm going to miss y'all dearly. Um, okay, I'm not crying. I don't cry in front of people. Um, but <laughs> let's just pray. Uh, dear Heavenly Lord, uh, I want to thank you for this day, Lord. I want to thank you for every mother in here, Lord. And I just want to thank you for just the opportunity of just being able to stand here today, Lord. And I, I pray over every prayer concern that we have. And Miss Dana as well, she... Uh, broke her foot yesterday, Lord, and I pray that um, you heal her in that time, and I also pray that this summer that the youth will continue to have life change, even though I'm not here, Lord, because you always work through everyone that you use, Lord. 
And I just want to uh, pray over this day that everyone be safe and that we have a good day. And thank you so much for being such a holy God, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Won't you sing, stand with us as we sing one more little chorus? We haven't sung it a long time. Through it all, and it moves, okay? <laughs> Brother Dan's going to come forward at this time. Yes, sir. Huh? Go ahead. Just don't kick us, kick us around, okay? I'm on now. Am I on now? Okay, good. This is my first Mother's Day here, aren't you? <laughs> I don't know what to say. I'm not a mother, so, you know. But I'll tell you what, every one of us are here because of a mother, aren't we? God's good and he blesses us so many times. And with uh, God just knows what he's doing when he... Um, when he... Uh, Let's us have the mothers that we have. I had a, a very praying mother. She prayed me all the way to who I am today. Before I was born, my mother prayed. I never told many people this, but when I was a baby, about to bled to death, and my mother prayed. And when I went to kindergarten, my mom prayed because she knew I couldn't handle it. In fact, the first day of first grade, um, although my father was the principal of the school, I went to first grade familiar with everything, but I was lost without my mother. And I went in the hallway of the school when school started and started crying for my mother. And my mother prayed for me. My mother prayed me through grade school. 
When it came time to go to college, my mother prayed. When it came time that after my first semester, I told my mom I wasn't going back to school, she prayed. She also said she'd pay for the next semester, so that gave me a little push. She prayed for me when I told her I was getting married, and boy, did I need it. And she prayed for my wife. She prayed for my grandchildren. And uh, my mother has been gone now for uh, a little over three years now. She was 96 years old when she passed. Had a great day with her family. Ate supper, was laughing, and she just, the Lord took her. And I'm so glad for that. And uh, you know, uh, every Sunday morning, my mother would always tell me, that Dan I know when you're getting in the pulpit and she says I always say a prayer for you every Sunday morning I miss my mother's prayer this morning so I'll let you be my mother my spiritual mother the church and pray for me this morning I've chosen this morning as a text Matthew chapter 20 verses 20 and 21 by the way, as I was preparing for the sermon, I, I, I ran, ran across an article that said the value of a stay-at-home mother is $184,820. Y'all are rich, aren't you? Uh, I don't think we could put a price tag on uh, what our mothers do for us. Let me read scripture. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons. And who was the sons of Zebedee? It was James and John. They were called also the th sons of thunder. She comes to Jesus and in verse 21, Jesus asked her, what do you want? What is it that you want? To which she said, grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. Now that sounds pretty selfish, doesn't it? I want to share about some thoughts about this scripture, however, this morning. Because Mrs. Zebedee was aware of the teachings of Jesus about his kingdom. She was very aware of the fact that her sons, James and John, we're very close to Jesus. Jesus had an inner circle. It was Peter, James, and John. And as you read scriptures and find the miracles of Jesus and the teachings of Jesus, Peter, James, and John was just about pretty much always there. Her sons made up two-thirds of that circle. And knowing how close Jesus was to her sons... She also wondered what would happen to them when Jesus established his kingdom. Perhaps she was there when Jesus told the story at the beginning of this chapter about the landowner who went out to find laborers for his field. The men hired first were paid the exact same price as those that were hired last. Perhaps this had caused her to wonder Will my sons really have positions of authority in this new kingdom? So when the opportunity presented itself 
Mrs. Zebedee came to Jesus and bowed before him, the scripture said, and made her request that her sons would sit in places of authority and honor. You know, it'd be really easy for us to criticize this woman for being so bold. We know from the story that Jesus tells her that her request was impossible. That it was the Father who determined who would be seated there. However, I think that her request shows us three important truths that I want to share with you this morning about motherhood. You know, I think uh, we all want our sons and daughters to be successful in life. Amen? We all want them to achieve. We all want them to climb the ladder of success. And Mrs. Zebedee was no different. She was looking out for the benefit of her sons, James and John. But the first thing I believe that all mothers want and desire is that she wanted her kids to be a part of the kingdom. I don't know about you this morning, but that was my mother's heart's desire that I would be a part of the kingdom. Good and godly mothers, more than anything else, want to see their kids saved, brought to salvation. They want to see them, they want to see them receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. I think for most of us parents, again, this is the important, most important thing that we want for our kids. We want them to be happy. We want them to get good grades in school. We want them, hopefully, to get married to someone that loves them. And these are all great things. But folks, I would rather have them go without any of these and be saved than have everything in the world except a relationship with Jesus. Matthew 6, 33. Jesus says, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Mothers, I want you to imagine being in heaven and knowing that your children are not enjoying heaven and will not be there with you. What a terrible thought. What a horrible thought, what a nightmare. I know that this may be a painful topic for some of us because I know that there are parents that are listening this morning who have children who are not walking with Jesus. And I know how much pain that brings you and to know that there are no guarantees in life. God has no grandchildren. And everyone needs to decide for themselves if they're going to follow Christ or not. You can have the most godly parents, but that is not a guarantee that your kids will also choose to follow Jesus. Sometimes they simply do not make the choices we wish that they would make. Being a parent is not easy, and it comes with a lot of joy, but it also comes many times with a lot of sorrow. Sometimes our kids can make us so proud 
This Brooke went through graduation yesterday and her parents was happy about that. They celebrated and Brooke celebrated. It was a great time. But sometimes we just want to shoot them, don't we? <laughs> Maybe you can relate to the story of the mother with three children who was asked, if you had to live your life all over again, would you still want children? And of course she replied, yes, but not the same ones. <laughs> then there was a story that we watched in the cartoon of Calvin and Hobbes. Calvin walks by his mom and says, Hi, it's me, your big accomplishment in life. And in the next panel, you see his mom sitting on the couch saying, I'm so depressed. <laughs> Godly mothers want to see their kids receive Jesus as Savior. There's no higher joy than when you, this happens in one's life, family's life. And if you're a mother today, then you still have kids that have not done, done, have not done so yet. I would say keep praying. No matter what the situation, keep asking God to touch their hearts and draw them to himself. Keep that hope afresh and alive within you. Lynn and I raised five children. We sent all five of them to good Church of God universities. And there was a time, there was a time that they made some decisions within themselves that we could not change. Two of my children are not having anything to do with church today. And they won't have anything to do with God. You see, Somewhere along the line, the church was not able to portray the message to them about their relationship with God. And they did all the right things, but they didn't ever make a full commitment to Christ. And I know that me and Lynn, or Lynn and I, we continue to pray. I want you to pray for my children. And I'm going to pray for your children. Because I know that that is the number one thing that you, that would make you a successful mother more than anything else, is to have your children in the kingdom of God this morning. The second thing that I believe a mother would like for her, for her children is that she wants her kids to be participants in the kingdom. And you say, when I mean participants... Not only did Mrs. Zebedee ask for her children to be a part of the kingdom, but she wanted them to be actively involved in the work of the kingdom. I want you to know it's not enough that we just want our kids to be saved. And that's good. But churches are full of people content to just fill a pew on Sunday mornings. There's plenty of people willing to just sit back and receive a blessing. But seldom do they really get involved in doing any of the real work of the church. So where does the spirit of service in the kingdom and excellence begin? It begins in the home with parents setting the example and praying that their sons and daughters might be involved. 
<coughs> excuse me, in the work of the kingdom. It's much the church members that serve as Sunday school teachers, that serve as leaders, worship leaders, music leaders, youth leaders. It is kids seeing how much the church means to their parents by seeing them practically and joyfully serving and not simply paying lip service to their faith on Sunday mornings. Do you know that our children will invariably talk, eat, walk, think, respond, and act just like their parents? Look at your kids. Don't look at yourself because you're seeing a mirror of yourself and your children. I don't want the story of a family one Sunday after child dedication service. As the family was driving home from church after the dedication of their baby, little Johnny, who was the older brother, began to cry all the way home in the back seat of the car. And his mother asked him three times what was wrong. And finally the boy replied, that pastor today said he wanted us to be brought up in a Christian home. But I want to stay with you guys. <laughs> Godly parents set an example of faith and service for their kids. They model them for what the Christian life is supposed to look like. They want them not just to be a part of the kingdom, but participating in the kingdom. Y'all know I love baseball. One of my heroes when I was a kid was a guy by the name of Mickey Mantle. Maybe you've heard of him. He has long been considered one of the best baseball players to ever play the game. As great as he was on the field, he was terrible as a husband and father. His life was marked by alcoholism and abuse. And he died at the age of 63 due to, due to cirrhosis of the liver caused by his drinking. But before he died, he was interviewed at a news conference after being inducted into baseball's Hall of Fame. He was asked in that interview if he knew that he was a role model for so many kids. To which he replied... Me? I'm no role model. God gave me the ability to play baseball. God gave me everything. For the kids out there, don't be like me. What a sad testimony for a parent to tell their children, don't be like me. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 5 the Apostle Paul says, I have been reminded of your sincere faith, Timothy, which first lived in your grandmother, Lois, and in your mother, Eunice. I am persuaded it now lives in you also. We see the power of a godly example lived out in the life of Timothy. It was the life of his mother and his grandmother that led him to receive Jesus and eventually come to an important place of service alongside Paul. This is the power 
of a godly example. Lastly, this morning, somebody say lastly. lastly. Yeah, there we go over here. I knew it'd be over here. We have a choir over here that says that. Lastly. Not only do we want our children to be in the kingdom and participants in the kingdom, but we want our kids to be powerfully used in the kingdom. Mrs. Zebedee had big dreams for her kids. Not just that they would be in the kingdom and serving in the kingdom, she wanted them to reach their full potential. In any kingdom, there are no higher positions than those who sit on the right and left of the king himself. And this is what Mrs. Zebedee wanted for her kids, James and John. Not just that they would be believers and serving, but that they would have positions of importance. That they could make a difference. She didn't just ask for her children to be doorkeepers. She wanted them to be right up front where everyone could see their works. Many of you know a woman by the name of Suzanne Wesley. The mother of John and Charles Wesley, who's wrote many hymns in our hymn book that we sing. Who served as the mother of uh, modern uh, Methodism. Suzanne Wesley was one of Listen to this. 25 children. Can you imagine? Women, can you imagine 25 labors? And then she turned around and had 16 of her own. She didn't learn, did she? She's pictured in one of the books with a, a pictorial of someone's imagination of Suzanne Wesley. She's sitting in her rocking chair in the kitchen. Her apron has pulled over her face. And her children are all around her tugging on her apron. And what was she doing? She was praying. Before we're too harsh with Mrs. Zebedee for being brash and presumptuous, let us at least admire her for her boldness and I ask that you would be bold, mothers and fathers this morning, to pray for your children that they may be mightily used in the kingdom. I want to tell you there is a shortage of good leaders in churches. There is a shortage in good pastors. There is a shortage in evangelism. There is a shortage of Christians around us and we need to pray for the Lord of the harvest. For our children. Again, we've settled for mediocrity in the church. We simply want a comfortable position that we can manage. But good parents want to see their children strive for excellence. They do not want them to settle for anything that is beneath their gifting and their talent. Have you ever, I know you probably have never thought about this, but have you ever thought about a gazelle? 
In the eyes, excuse me, a, a, a beetle. In the eyes of every mother, every beetle, in their eyes is a picture of a gazelle. Uh, can you imagine uh, these little beetles that climb all over you and get all over you? Did you, know, did you ever think about the mother of those poor beetles? We have this awkward looking dung beetle, but to its mother, this little dung beetle is a graceful gazelle jumping through the tall grass. Godly mothers don't just want the bare minimum for their kids, they want the best. First Samuel chapter 1, there was a woman, a godly woman who prayed for a child. Her name was Hannah. Hannah could not have children. But she made a promise to the Lord. She prayed that God would give her a son. And she called her name Samuel, which literally means God hears me. And in gratitude for the gift of that child, Hannah dedicated him to the Lord. Now this was more than just a usual child dedication. She took that child Samuel to the temple so that he could be raised serving the Lord. What if our children were raised in the tabernacle serving the Lord? Mothers, have you given your kids to God? Have you dedicated them to him? And recognizing that they are his and not yours. And I know some of you will say, hey, I'm old. My kids are all, all grown up. I want to tell you, you're still their mother and father. And you still have a responsibility to pray. Being a mother is such an important role. Sometimes it can be very discouraging. You get so stuck in the day-to-day -day routines of changing diapers, washing clothes, and making lunches that you forget what an important role you have. Motherhood can be difficult. But this, mother, <clears throat> excuse me, this Mother's Day, I just want to say thank you to all the physical mothers and spiritual mothers out there. Those who have sacrificed and served and, and prayed and loved. Thank you for modeling the love of Jesus to so many that have come through the doors of this, this church. Many of you still spiritual mothers today. Thank you for modeling Jesus. During the Second World War, Millions of Jewish people, as we know, were killed during the Holocaust. One story came from Solomon Rosenberg. For he, his wife, and two sons, and his parents were arrested during this time and placed in a Nazi concentration camp. It was a labor camp, and the rules were simple. As long as you can do your work, you're permitted to live. When you become too weak to do your work, you will be exterminated. 
Rosenberg watched his own mother and father marched off to their deaths. And he knew that the next would be his youngest son, David. For David had always been a frail child. Every evening, Rosenberg came back into the barracks after his hours of work, and he searched for the faces of each of his family. And when he found them, they would huddle together, embrace one another, and thank God for another day of life. One day, Rosenberg came back and didn't see those familiar faces. He finally found his eldest son, Joshua, in a corner, huddled and weeping and praying. And he said, oh, Josh, tell me, tell me it's not true. Joshua turned and said, it is true, Papa. Today, David was not strong enough to do his work. So they came for him. But where's your mother? Asked Mr. Rosenberg. Oh, Papa, he said. When they came for David, he was afraid and he cried. And Mama said, son, there's nothing to be afraid of. And she took his hand and went with him to their extermination. This is motherhood. Mothers, this is your day. May God bless you and I pray that if there is someone here who has never experienced the love of God that is so close to the love of a mother that maybe today this will be your time of decision to follow Jesus. You want to please your mama? Give your life to Jesus. I pray that if you felt that you've had to walk through the valley of death alone remind you that his hand is reaching out towards you. And there's nothing to be afraid of in this life. Nothing to be afraid of this life that Jesus doesn't walk with you. I pray that you will recognize that there is one who has already gone through the valley of the shadow of death for you. And he's made it possible for you to live forever. And he extends his loving invitation in much the same way when a mother opens the door and calls her children in. Jesus is calling each of us this morning. Close with this scripture, Proverbs 31. It tells a lot about our mothers, doesn't it? Many women do noble things. But mom... You surpass them all. Charm is deceitful. Beauty fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done. And let her works bring her praise at the city gate. I ask you this morning, are you a child of God? That's like asking, do you love your mama today? She prays for your salvation, your participation in the kingdom, and making a difference for the kingdom of God. May God bless you this morning. Heavenly Father, thank you again for our mothers.
Thank you, Lord, for their decision to walk with you. And Lord, we pray that you would continue to remind them of the, the importance of the, our children walking with you. And this morning, we just lift up each mother this morning in the burdens they may carry. And we are aware this morning that there are mothers here, Lord, that are still praying for their children to become a child of God. Lord, they're praying for their children to be involved in the body of Christ. They're praying for their children that they may make a difference in the kingdom. And Lord, we pray for them also this morning. We join our hearts in prayer with these mothers. Now, Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit will continue to speak to our hearts, not only in this place, but Lord, as we would leave this place, Lord, we go to celebrate motherhood, but we also go to love each other as you loved us. Lord, help us make a difference in the kingdom this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand? Let's sing together, A Child of God.
God shine.